Isaac, good to be back with you today. I've got my coffee. I hope you've got yours. Let's uh, get into the word together, shall we? Uh, some people may notice our new background. We added a picture to our background uh, that uh, is the next generation of the uh, picture on the left. I've moved from the guy who's bent over to the guy in the chair, and that's what happens over time. So uh, we'll look forward to that uh, picture developing history of its own in the future. But uh, today we want to talk about a deeper practice, how to live out the Christian life. We've been talking about deeper faith and deeper freedom. We've been talking about uh, deeper, uh, just a deeper power last week uh, on Easter Sunday. We talked about how to live out the deeper power and before that, the deeper purposes of the Lord. Uh, and today, as we get into Colossians 3, we get some answers about how to actually live that out. So uh, let me read uh, the scriptures, and we will uh, dig into it. Colossians 3, 1 through 17. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's a lot, uh, but it's also a lot of very practical how-tos there. And as I've thought about it, it seems to me that the way to practice the Christian faith is to focus first up, then down, off, then on, and in, then out. How do you see some of that as we think about it, how these scriptures hit you this morning? Yeah, so it's good to have be back with coffee. I know we missed it last week, um, but um, I think that's the longest time we've taken at the beginning of one before I got to say anything. I know you have to make up for that now. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, no. Um, so, you know, it starts off as you're looking at um, taking what we've talked about the last couple of weeks and then putting it into practice. Cause ultimately um, 
that's what matters is, is, is taking what we talk about and then living it out. Uh, and I think, you know, you can choose to go to, to church. You can choose to go to Bible studies and spend time talking about, uh, talking about God, discussing God and how he impacts your life. Um, but at the end of the day, if you then step away out of the sanctuary or out of the auditorium or out of wherever you're having that Bible study, once you close down Zoom and you go back to your life, if it's not implemented, then it is done no good, right? And so important, important message today in this chapter from, from Paul on, okay, how do we take this and do it? And, and I love your breakdown, starting with um, up. And I think that is just considering, and he says here, Seek the things that are above. Set your minds on things that are above. Just think about God. Like that's, think about God on a regular basis. Uh, I'm reminded of Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which is, you know, kind of a famous verse. But as you think about it this way, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your, make straight your path. Right. And so, it's do not lean on your own understandings and in all your ways, acknowledge him. Um, and, and to me, that's so many of us get stuck again, you know, going to church or we have our devotions, but then we live our life on our own understanding. We live our life based on um, things of the earth, things that make sense to us humans here on earth. Uh, we focus on, on, on how we live out this earth um, and not God's view of what's happening down here um and and we depend on our own strength and we don't um consider him and it's not that we have to it's not this big holy you know ceremonial moment all the time you know proverbs it says just in all your ways acknowledge him just acknowledge that god is there and that god cares about what you're doing and seek after that have that be the flag that you're focused on as opposed to any other flag um, that's based on you and who you are. And, and the reason that's important, uh, I was reading this week in Isaiah 55, where God says, my ways are not your ways. God sees it differently than we do. His eternal perspective as he looks down upon what's happening in your life and how that uh, interacts and intersects with what's happening in everybody else's life. And he's using all of that to accomplish his purposes and move forward what he's doing in the world, uh, we can't see all that if we're just looking at, at looking at it from our perspective and from our understanding. We understand a thimble full of it, and he's got an ocean of it that he is working around us that we have to realize factors into it. So his ways are not our ways, and so we need to acknowledge him and, and reach up and get his perspective and then bring that down into our circumstance and live that out. I think that's exactly. Well, and I would add, not yes, his ways are different from ours. Um, but the I think the key point in faith is when you are able to trust that not only are his ways different than yours, but his ways are better than yours. Absolutely, every single best. one of his ways is better than every single one of our ways because we right. can spend a lot of time again when we're leaning on our own understanding, right? Having conversations about well, I does God really do it that way? Why would God do it that way? And like, we have a lot of those conversations. Um, and the faith part is, is trusting, believing that God is who he says he is. And if he is, then all of his ways 
dramatically different than ours and dramatically better. They're above and beyond anything that we can imagine better. Um, but that takes faith because our own understanding, leaning on ourselves so quickly takes us in the other direction. And, you know, Jesus, when Jesus, uh, his version of seek the things that are above, he said in the Sermon on the Mount, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these other things will be added to you because God loves you, because he cares for you, because he has your best in mind. When you seek his agenda above your own, he knows what you need because Jesus was in the context of why are you worried about this? What do you wear? What do you eat? How are you going to make it? Um, instead of worrying about all those things, seek first the kingdom of God and he will take care of you because he cares for you and he wants your best and his ways are best. And so uh, here we see this focus of at the very beginning. Uh, first, he starts out with, if then you have been raised with Christ. So if you are a follower of Christ, if you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, if you put your faith and trust in him, then you have been raised with him. You have this capacity to have this eternal perspective on life, and therefore you can uh, seek the things above. You can set your minds to think about the things above, which is that uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 message that you mentioned. You're committed to that, and then you're ready to live out here on earth um, because you have that eternal perspective of what Christ has for you. And it says when Christ, who is your life, that's the difference now. He is your life. Um, when he appears, you will also appear with him in glory. We have this hope and expectation of what life will be like forever with him in glory. Uh, and we can live towards that uh, right now. Yeah, like verse four that you just read is just kind of validation to what we've talked about the last couple of weeks, right? Uh, yeah, that it is. About God is eternal life last week. That, that um, when Christ, who is your life, he is the life. Like it's but not. He doesn't give the life. It's yeah. a gift of him. It's him that is the life. Right. And so then when we've got this perspective, we've gone up then down. Now we can take off and put on. Uh, it's off then on. We got to get rid of some things in our life, which we're going to want to do because we have this new motivation, the love of Christ within us, the spirit of Christ dwelling within us now motivates us to put to death, to put away, to put off uh, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Um, here, Paul's trying to help us understand when you truly have that heavenly perspective of who it is you're sinning against when you sin, the righteous judge of heaven, that that should motivate you to sin less, that you should be able to put some things away by the power of Christ within you, uh, because God's wrath is real, and he is holy, and therefore we should live differently. Yeah, it's so interesting as we talk about, you know, putting things off, this is, the, you know, the old life, as, as Paul mentions here later as well. Um, but as we were going, going through this, this isn't necessarily a list of what's not to do. Um, it, it's, it's very much a list of, of, of an approach. It's like your, your attitude. It's like how you live your life that is getting changed. Um, when yes. you have that new life, it's Christ in you. 
And so he's producing a new life, a new approach to the life. Like this isn't a list of do's and do's nots. Do's and do's nots. Do's and does nots. Yes. Um, you know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> it, it very much is an approach. You talk about, you know, um, evil desires, covetedness, idolatry. As he gets down later, it's anger, wrath, malice, slander, uh, obscenity, uh, lying. It's not talking about specific lies. It's just, do you have a, an, a, an approach to life of deception? Are you angry? Are you trying to get revenge on folks? Uh, are you speaking um, wrong of folks? Are you, are you lying about people? Um, are you saying bad things about people? It's, it's very much an approach and evil desires, sexual immorality. It's not that sex is bad. It's how you go about doing it. Um, covetousness, wanting what everyone else has, this, um, this sense of not being content with what God has provided to you. Like that's, that's an approach of, 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 um, uh, of these things he describes here are very self-centered. They're yes. selfish, right? I don't, I can't covet. I covet because I want it. Right. I don't want you to have it. I slander because I'm jealous of you, right? I'm angry because you offended me. How dare you do this to me? And so I get wrath. I get revenge. I malice because of me getting what's right for me. And so these things are very much focused on me. So we start, our up is to start focusing on uh, the things of above, to get to know God and his view of this life that we live. And then we, we transition to how we live then. It's putting to death this focus on self, right? Which yes. we have to put that to death to follow Christ to begin with. And then now with how we live this life, um, this now takes it to not our relationship with God, but our relationship with others around exactly. us. Exactly. Right. Then we get into the list of the good things. Now right. you look at put on. Us, put on. So you put off this this selfish approach to life. Right. Concern about yourself. What do you replace it with? And it's um, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other. And above all, love, like that is very much outward now. And so now the way we live is not about ourselves. It's how do we focus on the others around us? And it very much, this section very much reminds me that first point of up and then down is what Jesus told us our first commandment was, love God, right? Um, and then he says, the second commandment is love others. And that's what this section is, is talking about. How do we do that? We got to get rid of your selfishness and focus on others. And it's very active. It's not passively waiting. If somebody comes along and, and uh, stumbles in my path, I'll help them up. Uh, but it's, but it's an activity. You're actively putting off some things and actively replacing those. That's the key. It's the difference between feeding your flesh and starving your spirit or feeding your spirit and starving your flesh. The activity of living this out uh, actually helps you with the putting off of the other things because it's all about how you can't do things in both ways at the same time. So when you're focused on being compassionate and being loving and having humility, you're not being arrogant and selfish and those, you, they can't coexist at the same time. And so if, if you're actively working to um, be kind to other people, 
then that is that is living this out. The how your your approach, as you said, it's all about the approach. Well, and, and then the, the question is, you know, okay, how, how do we do that? You know, um, and I think Paul sandwiched in between these two lists, like he lists the bad things to put off. He lists the good things to put on, right? But there's yep. verse 11 that's in between there. Um, and this is sort of how you go about accomplishing that. In verse 11, it says here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. And so what this is saying is the way you do that is that you identify as a Christian, you identify with Christ. That's who you are. You don't um, separate yourself out and identify yourself in, uh, based on any other elements. Um, this could very much say for us, you know, here there is not um, white and black, American and foreign, uh, Calvinist and Baptist, um, uh, you know, Republican and, and Democrat. Can we say Democrat, that? But Christ is all and in all. So when you look at yourself and what you're, um, how you're living, if you're seeking God um, and, and you're looking to put off some of these selfishness, I wonder, we identify as Christ. So, so my Isaac melts into Christ. And so I'm not identifying myself as anything other than a child of God and as Christ. Those other things still, they're a part of me, but that's not what I'm putting my flag in as, right? And so it's what are you... What do you make your decisions in life based off of? Right. Is it Christ in you or is it those other elements? And I think now more than ever, we are, we are tempted to identify ourselves on so many other factors of our life than Christ. And it says Christ is all and in all. And so right. in the Christian, you identify as Christ. That is what drives you. And that's where you, you can set your mind on Christ. Um, but then that allows you to get rid of the selfishness. If you're identifying yourself on any of those other parameters and leaning into that as the defining factor of who you are, then you're missing the Christ is all. Right. And you're going to miss the impact that you can have living this way. And a lot of the, you know, in here, it says you a lot. And a lot of times we read that as an individual uh, and I haven't gone back and studied it yet, but I believe if we did, we would find a lot of the use here are plural use because he's talking about the context of how do you live this out as a church? And it's as a group of people, you live this way. And, and especially there in verse 12, when he says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, he's reminding us who we are, but also who are the other people that we are related to in the church context who they are. I'm chosen of God. Guess what? They are too. I'm holy. So are they. I'm considered righteous in his sight. So are they. Therefore, I should be able to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I, I should be able to care about them and, and forgive them quickly uh, if I have a complaint against them, reminding myself that they are also chosen holy and beloved as I am. Uh, and I, so I think that's important to say here as well, as we think about how do we live this out? Uh, a lot of what he's saying here is uh, you need to remember that you're forgiven, uh, that you are not perfect, 
Uh, neither is the other people in your life. And so sometimes they're going to, we're going to get cross with one another, uh, choose to forgive them. Uh, and don't hold on to grudges, deal with that quickly and move on. Cause you're all chosen, holy, beloved, righteous children of God. And you've got an assignment to impact this world together. And so above all, put on love. That's the umbrella of it all. This sacrificial put others first mindset of how do I love God and love others? Do that with a thankful heart. And, uh, and, then, and then once that's true on the inside of you, then let, let it out. Let it out through teaching, through praising, through thanksgiving, through uh, sharing with people. Uh, and then uh, fundamentally at the end, uh, whatever you're doing, again, as you've said, this is more about how than it is what. Whatever you're doing, do it this way. Uh, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So do it the way Jesus would do it. Uh, do it letting people know that Jesus is the reason you're doing it. Sometimes we expect people to guess that we just changed their flat tire because we love Jesus. We don't actually tell them and they go home just thinking we're good people, uh, but we're not. We're forgiven, saved, uh, and we're followers of Christ. We've set our minds on him. Yes, I like how Paul kind of ends out here because uh, we mentioned we, we spent time talking about the how, right? You know, set off this way of focusing on yourself and put on this way of focusing on others all through Christ. But then if you're, if you're like me, you look at, you know, a, a podcast on, you know, deeper practice and you're like, I want to know what, what should I be doing? If I buy in and I want to set my mind on things about like, what are things that I can do? Well, he gives us a list here. Um, and as you mentioned, there's, uh, it's not a do and do's not. <laughs> um, but this is, these are, these are uh, three things that you should be doing in your life. Right. Uh, and it will help you execute on this. First is verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, what is that? You need to be spending time in God's word. Right. That will look different for some of you than others. Uh, we're all kind of put together differently, but on a regular basis, it doesn't have to be legalistically every single day. No. You carve out three hours to read the Bible. Um, but the Bible, the word of God should be in, in your life in some way. Um, and, and the directly, you directly in the Bible. Um, there's lots of ways. And this next point then is, um, once you've established yourself in the word of Christ, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. So this takes care of the point. You could easily listen to what we said to this point and, and think, oh, if we're doing everything in love, then everything goes, right? But, but Paul calls out here, no, there is some teaching and admonishing to keep us in God's will, right? There's things right. to not do and things to do. Um, but we are involved in each other teaching and admonishing. So that's be teachable. Right. Listen to other Christians teach the word, but you have to start in the word yourself so that you can uh, filter through that because we're all humans. We are all humans talking about God's word. God doesn't screw up. We do. Um, right. And so you've got to be plugged into the source so that you can be able to uh, filter and interpret what what we're all saying. Right. Um, but also, like, as you be engaged with other Christians that, that you can be in a teacher role as well, that you can be inputting into other folks' lives. So be right. teachable, but then also be teaching. 
um, have consultative conversations with other individuals, spend time with people um, walking through that. So you're spending time in the word, you're teaching and learning and being taught um, in all wisdom and then singing. Like he calls out singing psalms and hymns and spiritual and spiritual songs, worship. Uh, One of the best ways to get plugged into God is to have a regular stream of worship in your life. What a different worship styles and musics, whether you're doing old hymns or, or newer stuff. Um, but to spit, there's something about music that connects our souls to God. Um, and so if you're looking for what are ways that I can do, I want, I want to approach this, get in the Bible, be teachable, listen to people teaching the word, right. um, but start with yourself in the Bible. I'll say that again. And then have some type of praise and worship experience regularly in your life. Um, I would say I would probably encourage you to do it outside of church as well. You can go to church. That's a great place to get sure. a weekly set of, of worship. But then to have it plugged in your life, it doesn't have to be the only music that you ever listen to, but to have it plugged in. If you if you do those three things, get in the Bible yourself, listen to folks teaching the Bible, and then input praise and worship into your life, that is going to lead you to putting your mind on things above leaning right. not on your own understanding. You're going to put off the selfless approach to life and you're going to be focused on others because you are taking those three steps to, first of all, set your mind on things above. That's right. So up, then down, off, then on, in, then out. Uh, as you're learning, as you're growing, as you're receiving, also be, be sharing it with other people. That might be within your own family is a good place to start. And then beyond that, with the other people in your circles of influence, and um, and and then as you live that way, then whatever you're doing is going to be significant. In whatever you're doing, you're going to have purpose and fulfillment and value, and you're going to make a difference because you're going to be doing it in the name of the Lord uh, and giving thanks to Him for the privilege of sharing and showing Him uh, with the world around you. So that's how we live it out. Uh, And uh, it makes a world of difference as you do. Next week, we'll uh, get even deeper in this idea of relationships. We're going to, the next passage here takes us into deeper relationships, uh, husband, wife, parent, child, employer, employee. So we'll uh, continue this practical bent of uh, how do we live this out among the people that God has placed in our lives. Looking forward to it. All right. We'll see you next week. Fill your cup.